Welcome, everybody. We're back with another edition of the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast. I can't believe we're already into week four of the NFL, three weeks down, 15 more to go in the regular season. We're going to go over some of the biggest stories from last week and what we expect from week four and going forward. Obviously, the biggest story last week was definitely Miami hanging 70 on Sean Payton's Broncos, but this is a 49ers and Vikings podcast, so we got to start there first. Joey, Thursday night football, Niners, Giants, it went about as you expected. They're 3-0, and no major injuries. I was going to ask you this straight off the top, and Niners fans are going to knock on wood everywhere, but is this the best and most comfortable start in franchise history to this point for the Niners? Uh, to answer that question, I, th- I think it's the best start we've had with a really good team. Like I think we started like eight and zero the year we went to Super Bowl in nineteen, um, and then lost that I think a Monday nighter to Seattle at home. Um, but that one was like, are we good? Are we not? Because we had been terrible for like a few years under Kyle. Before that, it's like, where are we going with this? But this year to start three and zero with high expectations is good because the last couple of years when we've also had high expectations, it's been like bumpy. I mean. Last year we were a struggling team at three and four and, until we were uh, traded for McCaffrey, and then that's when the Niners took off. But to start three and zero, win games you're supposed to win is a really good start. Just a general thought on Thursday night football: um, it feels like your team plays like three weeks ago uh, <laughs> when they do. Uh, it's always nice to get a win out early in the week, but like, like I was thinking about even your Vikings like playing the Thursday night before. I'm like, have they played like in the last month? Like, what? What? Where is? <laughs> Um, Those 10 days take forever to, to, to fill yeah. up, especially. But I think there's a couple teams this year that get a Thursday night football followed by a bye. It's like, man, so much rest. It's like, when's the last time my team played? But when there's no injuries coming out of the game, you're like, oh. Would you is, win, no injuries, and, um, you know, you play well. It's a uh, feels good. Yeah. Feels great, A little, little bit of a. A little bit of a slow start for Brock, and then you were criticizing Debo for some of his route running, and then that second half really quieted all the uh, doubters down, I mean, real quick. Yeah, um, the eye test said to me that was Brock Purdy's worst game as a 49er, especially the first half, um, which I never, I don't think he played like poor, like bad, but just, yeah, I mean, if you watch the game, you saw some of them. You know, George Kittle had to, you know, lock down a safety on a pass that should have been picked off. He, Swatted it out, you know. He threw he threw a go or a jump ball to to Debo in the end zone that Debo had to swat down. Um, but yeah, I, I I I didn't realize how much he was blitzed. I mean, it looked like I was like, oh, they're blitzing a lot. But I read that they blitzed thirty three of thirty nine dropbacks, <laughs> which is uh, that's that the Wink like, Martindale. That method. seems <laughs> like somebody just you know hitting the you know cover zero on Madden, all, just every play. Um, and I thought he handled it well. I mean, Kyle even said himself the next day, like, he thought he played even better than he thought because it's a hard defense to learn in, like, you know, a day and a half on a short week when you've never seen it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, to, 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 to me, I think the eye test was his worst game as a Niner. Um, and he finishes 25 at 37, 310, which was his career high in the regular season. He threw for more against Seattle in the playoff. But regular season, most yards <laughs> – and he throws two touchdowns, and the biggest thing, um, zero turnovers. And, and like, the team okay. won by 18 yeah, points. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> that's the worst performance? I'm like, okay, that's 
comfortable with that. Yeah, Debo to start. I mean, I love Debo Samuel, but yeah, when Ayuk was out, and I just saw they would they'd cut to replays of his of his uh, um, routes, and I'm like, I'm not gonna say he's Chase Claypool out there effort, but some of the route running is just he kind of just there's no put your foot in the ground and like cut left or right. That's what Brandon Ayuk does, and, and I thought it might hurt us a bit. Obviously, you know. Debo gets a couple passes. As soon as he catches the ball, I mean, he's I'm in, uh, an absolute monster to bring down. Um, but, yeah, I, as as, uh, as complete as a game as you could have, I think, on a Thursday night, those games get a little weird. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, nothing really to complain about. I liked that they used Elijah Mitchell. They actually played him this week because, you know, I mean, I know, I know Christian McCaffrey is really good, but I'm also trying to have him play, you know, 17, 18 – plus games, hopefully, into February. But, um, yeah, I... Niners are, uh, I believe, 15-1 and one in their last 16 games, including the playoffs. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, I, breaking news. That That's quite good. It's, it's, like, I saw a stat, like, Levi's... Even This goes even back a few years. Like, when, when Levi's first opened, it was, like, kind of the end of the Harbaugh time. And then, of course, we went through a f- three or four, like, just just shit years and Levi's was just a, a joke people were complaining about Candlestick but now they still threw up a stat that the Niners have won 15 of the last 16 home games mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know if that included playoff games they've won some playoff games there the last few years it's become a tough place to play and uh, um, that's why I think it's just a huge week with you know Dallas and I know Philly won but Dallas even losing one game I mean, it's going to be such a race to the one seed, which is it's just crazy as a as a fan of your team, like, uh, you know. The the goal is like okay, you know, win your division, play well, like, but it's like, it's like week three, it's like we're we're, we're talking about the one seed, and it's like yeah, that's kind of where the expectations are. I mean, it's just it's the reality. I mean, they the, with the way the roster is, it, it it'd be underachieving if they. I'm not gonna say it's underachieving if they get the two seed or something to like a a fourteen and three Philly or you know Dallas team, but I mean it's. It was brought up again, but last year's loss in Chicago, week one, to the frickin' Bears, cost them the one seed, where they have to go to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. It's like, so all these games, you know, Dallas, again, they lose to Arizona. You know, Philly has, I mean, if if your Vikings could just hang on to the ball, that game could have been different. You know, it's just like, it, 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 it absolutely matters to get two home games, and then you're in the Super Bowl if you win them. It's such a huge advantage. Um but yeah, I, all yeah. all systems go right now. Um, hopefully, it's basically, I was just laughing. Ba- they they said Brandon Ayuk would have played if it was a Sunday, and mm. maybe not against the Giants. Um, but he's the only he's the only person that you know starter that that that's banged up right now. So that again, no injuries with the Niners. That's always big. But mm. yeah, basically ideal ho hum through three weeks, three and zero. One by 18, easy win against Pittsburgh, v- comfortable win against the Rams, got a little bit close late, but um, really great start to the season for the Niners. It's been the exact opposite for the Vikings, who are 0-3 uh, for the first time since, I believe, 2011. So a really tough time for the Vikings. 11-0 and last year in uh, one-score games in the regular season. If you include the loss to the Giants in the playoffs, they're now 0-4 in their last four games, and all four were one-score losses. This one, the most heartbreaking of them all. I don't really think they had you know too much of a chance at the end of the game against uh, Tampa Bay they had the ball in their own territory as time expired um 
against uh, the Eagles, they really kind of backdoor covered that one. They weren't really in the game at any point in the second half. Um, This game they had to have, and they had the ball at the five-yard line with 41 seconds left down by four and couldn't get the ball into the end zone. Uh, Horrendous clock management where we snapped the ball when we had first and goal at the two with 19 seconds left, so 22 seconds ran off. Cousins after the game says, I couldn't hear the play because the fans were so loud when we were trying to operate our offense. So I'm like, okay, there's another disaster right there, you know, putting a little bit of uh, blame on the fans. It is just all going south in Minnesota right now. 0-3, you know, thankfully the Bears are 0-3 and we'll definitely finish ahead of them, you know, by the end of the season. But already looking up at Detroit and Green Bay, who are both 2-1, and Really, really tough spot. I'm not ready to write the team off, mostly because I've been relatively impressed with the defense. They've been put in horrendous spots by turnover after turnover after turnover. This game was no different. Um, I texted you right as the game started. Easy drive down the field, about to score seven. Pass to Hawkinson at like the eight-yard line. The ball literally gets ripped out of him. Ball goes the other way. Another fumble, our eighth of the year, and it was off to the races from there, so... Man, tough situation for the Vikes. I don't really think there's any way back from 0-3 to the playoffs, but you've tried to tamper the expectations and say, hold on, let's just see how it goes. Yeah, you have here on our little uh, pregame notes here, like tank or try, and I'm like, absolutely, we're trying. Um, I guess one of the cool things about this season, especially just looking in the Niners division with Arizona and the Rams, like no one tanks. Like, like these teams that suck, they just suck. They're, they're, there's too many people that have jobs on the line um, to tank. And, you know, Arizona beating Dallas this weekend might be the highlight of their season. It might not be. I mean, they're, I mean, they easily could be two and one, if not, if not more, but to the Vikings, they could I mean, be three and oh, they yeah, were in that Washington exactly. game. Exactly. <laughs> you know, um, th- th- there's, there's a, uh, you know, I don't know contract wise too much for, with 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 the Vikings, like who's playing for deals and stuff. But I mean, the NFC, I don't think like has super like all seven playoff like clearly. I mean, I'm not the zero and three of the playoffs is damn hard. But you know, I I just they're not they're not getting blown out. I I the Charger game. I mean, easily. I mean, Philadelphia. You know, I I think they may take a step back from last year but i mean again i, I keep saying it, if the vikings i mean not not just like one or two but i mean they had four turnovers against philly and it's like you could have won that game in philly on a short week that, i mean that that's that's good coaching that's good i mean kirk cousins is playing really i know he had the pick at the end that's, that's a killer but you know i i saw somebody say you'd like tj hawkinson to make a you know a little bit you know like better effort um i thought he yeah I thought I thought it was. I mean, it would have been a tough catch, but um, the only thing that sucks is yeah, the fans were too loud. Okay, Kirk. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I, the thing that for me is why I'm not ready to give up yet is number one, we play at Carolina next week, and Carolina might be the second or third worst team in football. So obviously, if you're going to make the playoffs, you have to win that game. So if we lose that one, I'm out. I think we'll probably sell at the trade deadline. They will explore a Kirk trade, given that this is the last year of his deal. If you win that one, our season ends home Detroit, home Green Bay at Detroit. Those are our final three games. So if you're just in the conversation with three weeks left, 
you know, you, if you run the gamut in those three, you probably will make the playoffs or win the division. So not over till it's over, but the early returns have been devastating. Um, it's all been heartbreaking losses to this point, mostly due to turnovers, eight fumbles, four picks through uh, three games. But if you look at Cousins' stats, he's on pace for 5,600 yards and 50 touchdowns. We need to develop a running game, but uh, we'll get more into that later. Um, obviously, I wanted to talk about the Monday Night Football doubleheader. We'll get to that in a little bit because we just watched those games. That's fresh in our head. We got to talk about our boy Mike McDaniel hanging 70 on Sean Payton and the Broncos. <laughs> One of the craziest score lines in the history of the NFL, in the history of sports. I mean, 70 points has only happened three times in NFL history. That I believe they reached 70 points with like eight minutes left. So they really could have gone for the all-time record of 73 with just one more score. What a freaking beatdown and what a Ferrari they got going on offense there in Miami. <laughs> they have a Ferrari uh, on the back of a, of a jet pack uh, <laughs> that has um, like Usain Bolt as the pilot or something. I They are... They make the greatest show on turf look like the greatest show in mud. Um, <laughs> they had no Jalen Waddle too. Um, Insane. I know Denver, like River Craycraft, who barely could crack the Niners, like practice squad that Mike McDaniel stole. I mean, Raheem Mostert is still fast. The 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 other running back, Devin I, a, a chain. I forget how to pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. Um, ran for two hundred. Um, like when bo- when both of your running backs have four touchdowns in one game, quite good. They, they said like Tua had had two touchdowns with his right hand. Uh, <laughs> like uh, unbelievable. You know what's crazy? I, I'll get, we'll get into Denver, but I think I heard it. I heard it today on TV. But I think Mike McDaniel not going for the record was the most like respectfully disrespectful thing like no nah, we're good but we let up because you're right i mean they could have scored 80 like yeah they tried they tried to run the ball and just take a couple knees the backups it's like it's like when it was like the national championship game when georgia like called off the dogs literally mm-hmm. and like here comes the backups and i'm just like they're just five-star recruits like they just <laughs> haven't played is dead already please stop it's it's like <laughs> They're so good. I mean, I love Mike McDaniel. I I'm so happy for him. I'm so I'm so glad people like him, you know, have success. Um, they're damn good. They're damn good. Like I, it's all track I, stars. I don't remember. I, I don't think I had them making the playoffs in the predictions because I just didn't think Tua could stay healthy. But if he does, they're the one seed. Like without a doubt. Like, um, we have. I won't talk about the picks, but. The fact that they're uh, a dog by three po- – I don't care that's in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm shocked. I, I mean, I think Miami I, – I, I love my Niners. I think the Niners are damn good. Mm-hmm. I'd have Miami if we were doing power rankings number one. I don't know how you could. Absolutely. Um, yeah. If you want to just do a quick off-the-top-of-the-head top three, I would go right now. I would go SF, Miami, Philly in that order. That would be Really? You would have the Niners three. number one? I just think, I mean... I'd have Miami number one. The Miami defense is not, probably not top 10 at this point. It's like 12th, and the Niners defense is first. And I would say Miami's offense is first. SF's offense is probably 
third or fourth. So it's like I will take the more well-rounded team right now, and it's splitting hairs, but that, I would have them in that order. And then you're a big Dallas guy, but it's tough for uh, you was after the Arizona yeah, game. Uh, <laughs> was. Um, I mean, I still think they're like – well, I guess I'll save my Dallas takes for that when we talk about them. But yeah, if I did, if I did power rankings right now, I'd probably have my, I'd have Miami, San Francisco, Kansas City, Philly, um, and I don't even think Philly's looked as good as. Uh, that's the thing. Philly's still winning, but I, I think they they'll get used to the new coordinators and and, and yeah. pick up steam. Um, and they're whole, they're also three and zero. Everybody's like they've been yeah. struggling a little. It's like they're three and zero. Like, I don't think Tampa's that bad. I don't think Tampa. I mean, I think Tampa's decent. I, I I mean, I Philly's defense really showed up today. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of got after Baker, um, but yeah, I'm trying to think like the AFC. Like I'm I'm like I I haven't forgot about you know Buffalo kind of getting you know exposed week one like i know they beat the shit out of the raiders in washington who cares um <laughs> like i don't think yeah i mean that could put them in the top but yeah that'd be my top four my little mount rushmore power here's i'm gonna segue into the next game we're gonna cover here's a thought if deshaun watson is you know plays like he did in every play except one last weekend so he went <laughs> yeah i wouldn't i would not you know not being on social media and like not having red zone or anything i wouldn't have seen that you sent that to me i'm like what the hell was that it was one of the worst plays i've ever seen just a direct backward pass of like 15 yards but on the very next play he got like 60 yards back on a pass interference on a long bomb so i was gonna say the browns are creeping up the power rankings they just absolutely molly tennessee absolute murder job by Miles Garrett. Three and a half sacks. I believe he took uh, six points off the board by himself. He had a sack at the end of the first half uh, of Tannehill where they couldn't get the field goal unit on the field in time after the sack, so that was three there. And then they were going to line up for a field goal uh, at the beginning of the second half. He sacked him out of field goal range. They had to punt. Like The dude is a game wrecker. Cleveland's defense through three weeks actually has better stats than the Niners' defense. Uh, they allowed three this week. They allowed three on opening day. Um, and most of the points Pittsburgh scored against them on Monday Night Football last week were actually pick sixes and the like. So um, right now, I would have Cleveland probably not fifth. I'd have them like seventh or eighth. But they are climbing rapidly. I when it, I mean, their defense is just off the freaking charts. And Ford, who's coming for Chubb after that devastating injury, he's been really good. So. I know. <laughs> I just, I, I'm glad it sounds like Nick Chubb, like it, it's not as bad as it appeared to be um it's bad yeah they say he'll be ready for next like, season um but like that i just thought that was such like a uh just a a, a perfect snapshot of like the running back market mm-hmm. like you have one of the best in the league but he gets hurt and it's like okay well the guy who comes in next like looks fantastic he looks good <laughs> like he's why what, would like we 10 worse like why yeah. would we pay you like I just want to like have a just honest. You know, I'm, I'm not. I don't know these people, but if I was a GM, I'd just be like, honestly, I'm not trying to be mean to you, Mister Really Good Running Back, but like, why should we pay you? Like, why? I I don't. Like your backup is 92 percent as good as you like, are, whereas you comp- our backup left tackle is six yeah. percent as good as Trent Williams. So like, you know, like look obviously- at the get the game tonight. Like the Rams left tackle is not even like a like. Any like Pro Bowl or all? I mean, forget all Pro. Like, it, but the backup comes in. It's like we literally cannot function. Like Hike yeah. and Stafford's on the ground. 
like, you know, edge rusher, if you don't have a good one, like these quarterbacks will sit there all day and pick you apart. You know, Tyree Kill goes down. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Miami is not the same. Any J- Jefferson, Devontae, Adams, any of these guys. Like, so I think I think with the to talk about elite players, I want to talk about a theory I have after watching the Dallas Arizona game. You got that game uh, in San Francisco market, right? No, um, only be, oh, we no. did only because they quit the Chiefs game at <laughs> halftime. Oh, right, right. So I watched almost all of that game. I had my little triple box going for. Uh, for the 1.25 p.m. start out here on the West Coast. And I think your theory about Aaron Donald holds for Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons. Arizona ran at him the entire game nonstop, yes. and it worked beautifully. And I think Dallas got a little exposed this week. Not like, oh, my God, they're going to miss the playoffs. But anybody who was like, hey, they're a Super Bowl contender, first they lost Trayvon Diggs for the season with a torn ACL. Then I think they got exposed by James Conner and a running game that in Arizona looked so good. They just ran it right at that formidable pass rush. Demarcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons, just run it at him. Don't even try to throw the ball. And it worked, and Arizona pulled the epic upset. They were uh, 12-point underdogs. They won by 12. Hell of a game. Yeah, I mean, they absolutely got exposed. Um, I mean, we'll get into the run defense, but Josh Dobbs, I mean... I'm not going to say he's like a pro bowler, but he sure seems like he has has some ta- some talent. But 17 of 21, I'm looking at, for 189, 120 passer rating. Like, I know Diggs went down. You know, it's a you know emotional bummer for sure during the week. But, like, come on. The rushing, I think they gave up like 220 yards rushing. Yeah, every time I looked, James Conner was going for 8, 9, 10 yards almost every play. And it was almost always in the direction of Parsons. And I was like, you know. 222. They give up 7.4 yards a carry. Unbelievable. You cannot contend for a Super Bowl. Josh Dobbs had 6 for 55. Did Kyler Murray play? (laughs) Like, and that's the thing, too. Like, you. You know, I mean, Dallas is good enough. You start to think, like, okay, playoff games, who are we playing? You're looking at San Francisco and Philadelphia. And what are they going to do? They're going to write up the gut. Oh, yeah. I, I, they C-Mac were so, to the so, left, someone, Mitchell to the right, yeah, like, Swift to the left, Gainwell to like the right. When, you know, other than the, the one game that mattered against the Rams, the Niners would play Aaron Donald the Rams. And I swear sometimes the way Kyle would call the game is he is, you know, he'd call the play and the, the offensive line goes up to the line of scrimmage and it just didn't matter. The offensive line could have said, hey, boys, we're running left. Like, ain't <laughs> nothing you can do to stop it. And it's it's honestly emasculating, I would assume, as defense. Like, you're just getting gashed. Mm-hmm. And and somebody I forget, was talking about on TV, I forgot who, but, you know, someone who obviously knows X's and O's of football. And it's just like, oh, Diggs, like, he's out. Like, how does it really affect the run defense? And it's like, well, they're just not as aggressive. And mm-hmm. he, you know, they can't leave a guy one on one. I mean, Arizona doesn't even have a number one receiver. But like, if you had Diggs cover that guy, follow him around. Now you have to have an extra, like corner or like maybe linebacker kind of shade or safety. And there's less guys in the box. And then just yeah, I mean, their pass rush, like the Niners, is just so aggressive. Like it's just we don't care about stopping right. the run. It's get up the field. The problem with Dallas is their linebackers. I don't think are. Suited, suited for that. Like, right. like the Niners don't have anyone on the defensive line. Other Nick Bosa is all around elite player. No one else on the front stops the run that well. Mm-hmm. 
Armstead, Even I'll give Armstead gives great. Hargrave is a pass rusher. He's a yeah. damn good one. He's a pass rusher. Javon Kinlaw couldn't stop me. Uh, he's having a better year. I'll give him credit. But, um, <laughs> the guys who stop the run are Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. They hit yep. the hole harder than anyone in the league, and I just don't think the, the, the Dallas linebackers do that. And if you if you just let Micah – you don't even block him. You let Micah Parsons run up the field because he's like, oh, I'm getting defense player of the year. Here comes sack number whatever. It's like, okay, cool. Like, we James Conner's gone. Connor. He's already that way. <laughs> like, See ya. <laughs> like, I, it is. And, and I thought – I mean, Dan Quinn, like – I mean, he's been a damn good defense coordinator for. I was like, okay, uh, that's now on film, and yeah. then we can get into Dak. I mean, let's throw it into a defensive team meeting at the end. Like game, I, they weren't coming back anyway. But it's just like, you know, you played Arizona, but I just want to be like, you don't get to play the Giants and Jets every week, Dallas. Right. It's been right. a cushy start for them. Now that we know what the Giants are, we know what the Jets are. I mean, a super cushy start for Dallas. And I mean, I think they're going to come back to the pack a little bit. They get another. They'll be fine. I'm not trying to like. They'll be fine. But like, relative to like what people are, I know they get talked about because they're they're the Cowboys. But I mean, just let us just come back down to earth here about what's going on. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they, I thought us. they missed Zeke Elliott. I've been calling him Fat Elliott, but like they missed <laughs> him like down the goal line. Then they went one of five in the red zone. Yeah. Like I, they need someone to punch it in. I mean. They play New England this week at home, and I'm like, God, how do they get another cushy game? But I looked at their schedule. Once you get later in the year, you have that, I believe it's Philly, Seattle, Philly, uh, SF stretch for them where it's just like, God help them. But as of right now, I mean, crazy situation there in Dallas. They um, play my – I'm looking at their schedule. They play Miami <laughs> on Christmas Eve. That's, that's good. <laughs> that is going to be an unbelievable game. Um, let's just quickly go through the Monday night doubleheader. Really nothing to talk about in the Philly game. Ho-hum. They ran the ball, you know, like nobody's business. They shut down Baker. Tampa Bay, clearly not for real. They're just a decent team. They may end up, you know, coming out of the South. Who knows? But the South is a lot weaker than we thought heading into the week. We thought it was bad. Well, I I thought Carolina, that that aged like the worst tasting milk you've ever had. (laughs) Um, But the Saints, I thought clearly like, but now with Carr's injury, like, okay, maybe a team like Tampa could, could hang in there. But, yeah, I... Whoever comes out of that division is going to be eight and nine. Four seed, and you'll get you'll get maybe probably Dallas or Philly or maybe like you know Seattle, yeah, yeah. That and you'll get whooped. Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't really want to cover that game too much. It was the uh, Rams Cincinnati game. So we were texting throughout that whole game. I mean Cincinnati, even in the win, which they absolutely had to have. Burrow said he in the post game interview with Lisa Salter said I'm good he'll be good to go for next week he didn't reaggravate anything so Bengals fans are like all right we're back on track I say not so <laughs> no, fast not. I picked them to win the no, Super you're Bowl not. they are not on track like the ultimate sus performance in a 1916 win and I just really I'm as a guy who not only picked the Bengals to win the Super Bowl but bet on it I feel like that bet's dead in the water Cincinnati's been a tire fire to this point very unconvincing win. Probably shouldn't have even won by three. Um, kind of bailed out by a bunch of 50-yard field goals by McPherson. Rough game for, for Cincinnati fans because they come out of it with a win, but they're like, man, if that's our best at home against a Rams roster that would be considered bottom 10 in the league, they are not a contender right now. I mean, I have a hard time seeing them make the playoffs. I mean... They probably do because the the crazy thing is the AFC isn't as good as I think we assumed it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chargers are like 
decent, but like they're you know they're not they're not Raiders suck. Denver is a, a complete disaster. The Chiefs are fine. The AFC South in general because Jacksonville's been a bummer. It's just Jacksonville's garbage. way down. Yep. Uh, like, I mean, I think still think the AFC North is decent, but like you know, Jets without Rodgers are a joke. New England sucks. I I think okay, Buffalo, Miami will make the playoffs, but like I I just. People before the season were saying, there's like 10 teams. It's like, no. There's, no, there's six. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like, look, just looking at their schedule, I mean, they get at Tennessee, which I know Tennessee's not great, but, I mean, Vrabel can coach. And, I mean, but then they go at to the Arizona wagon. Uh, <laughs> then, they get, then they get Seattle, San Francisco, Buffalo. Whew. And then the they Texans. They have to win. Who, the next two. They the have Texans to win the ain't bad. I, I mean, I'm going to talk. I've talked crap about C.J. Stroud this entire podcast, but he looked pretty damn good. Uh, give him some credit. Then they go at Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville. Yeah. They have to win the next two weeks. And they against... finish with the Chiefs and Browns. No. They're, yeah. they're not not happening. If they make the playoffs, it's going to be as a seven seed. Not the crazy thing just watching today was like, even some of the pa- – I mean, maybe he's really hurt and not letting on. But like, just some of the passing, he would just like – Okay, here's an out route to Chase or Higgins. It's like the ball is like in the sideline. It's not the same Joe Burrow from the last two seasons. You can say it's because of injury, but I mean, it just kind of looks like the team is disjointed in general. So I mean, the Rams, the Rams should have. I mean, I'm not gonna say they should have won, but like they just. I just, I just thinking about the Niner game last week. Like we barely got pressure on Stafford at all. We only did. We only sacked him one time when we blitzed. Uh, you know, our linebacker, but I mean, I, I know their tackle went down and here comes just a absolute traffic cone at left <laughs> tackle. But man, I mean, the only, I mean, Cincinnati doesn't win the game. If Trey Hendrickson doesn't spend the entire second half in the backfield, just pummeling Stafford yeah. over and over again. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't feel good if I was the Bengals. Absolutely. Um, so that's the recap of week three. We'll get into some other stuff when we get to the Jack and the bum of the week and my picks. Um, we're going to go to Jack in the Bum of the Week now. I have a laundry list of candidates, and it starts at the top with Zach Wilson, who got absolutely shit on by Joe Namath today, who's like 85 and could barely speak. Didn't matter. He called into a radio show and was like, this guy is the worst quarterback. And I was like, God damn. Like, for, for an 85-year-old guy to call into a radio show it. and shit on you. Dude still cares. Just bleeds <laughs> he does. And he said, of all my years as a fan and a player, I've never seen a quarterback this bad for my team. If that doesn't get Wilson benched, if that doesn't get a guy like Jacoby Brissett in the building or Carson Wentz or somebody professional there was in the a, building. I saw today that uh, they asked someone asked Sala that today. And he's like, it's a question for the GM. I'm like, oh, <laughs> so maybe you two not on the same page. Maybe, maybe Sala's like, I'm sick of this crap. And the GM's yep. like, what do you want me to do? Like, you know, GM's probably not trading a one for Kirk Cousins. You um, want me to go get Heineke? Yeah, like, <laughs> Carson Wentz called, I hung up. Like, <laughs> tough situation. Yeah, Carson there. Wentz called, and he's like, I didn't write back. Yeah. Um, I, like, what, what are they supposed to do? Another one that I wanted to add to the list Josh McDaniels. Twice he had an opportunity to go for it yesterday. Um, down by eight in the fourth quarter, under three minutes left in opponent territory. He went to kick the field goal the first time. Uh, a penalty on uh, Pittsburgh elongates the drive. I'm like, okay, he accepts that penalty. It, it saves him from his shit-ass decision. 
to cut a one score game to a one score game and then he goes down another 15 yards and does it again and kicks it no penalty to bail no, him out was, this time that was, that was big dumb and that was big yeah dumb. i mean this is a guy who's from the belichick tree of smart football and two idiotic moves on the final drive uh didn't really cost them the game i don't think they were going to win it anyway but just a total blunder there for mcdaniels uh we already mentioned the cowboys 12 point favorites losing by 12 you don't see 24-point swings like that in the line very often, so a hugely underwhelming performance from Dallas. The Jags, I mean, we love D'Amico Ryans on this podcast. I did not see a 20-point win for tech, for the Texans in that game. They look good. Uh, they look great. A fullback return to kickoff That's for a touchdown. Wild. I mean... If I, the, I if I was uh, Doug Peterson, I would just find somebody to cut. Yeah. On spe- like, and just make an example. Well, that's what Booger McFarland said. I watched NFL primetime today, and he's doing it with Berman. And he goes, a fullback does not return <laughs> a kickoff for I a can't touchdown. Have, just, somebody's getting he go, cut. He goes, if everybody's giving full effort, that physically cannot happen. Because you have guys out there who run four threes and four fours. That cannot happen. So, I mean, effort and it wasn't like there. It wasn't like... It was like a weird one. It was The dude no. like ran from the left side all the way to the right side. <laughs> And nobody caught him. One guy had a chance, missed the tackle. I'm like, damn. So clearly something's wrong in Jacksonville. Also, kudos to D'Amico Ryans on his first career win and a sideline there that was just hopping the whole game like a very positive team. C.J. Stroud looked good. Teammates were all fighting for each other. Good situation there in Houston. Uh, So the Jags were a nominee. And then the final one would be my Vikings. I mean... You're just turning over the ball in key situations over and over and over again. You've thrown a season away, basically, through three games, solely through turnovers. Kevin O'Connell came out today in his press conference and said, I'm going to have to make changes at certain positions to guys who have better ball security. So, you know, that's not I heard that. For... I'm like, okay, what are you going to do? <laughs> cut Justin Jefferson? You're going to cut TJ Hawkinson? What are you going to do, Kevin? Yeah, like, I think that means Alexander Madison. It's like, it's like we're going to make some tough decisions. And it's like... I'm just like, well, you better hope, like, you know, I don't know, some guy on special teams fumbles the ball because now that you've yeah, said it, Powell. yeah, now that you've said it, and like, if Jefferson or like even KJ Osborne, the next guy to fumble, like, you're like, well, gonna have like to be if a I'm tough one of those, time. if I'm one of those, like, you know, guy number forty five on the roster, I'm like, you, you said it, coach, cut him, <laughs> like, because if not, I'm just gonna think you just like. You got different like, rules like, for different exactly. players. Like, like everyone doesn't know that like there's different rules for different players, but I'm just like, okay, Mr. Tough Guy. Yeah, so the Vikings, the Jags, the Cowboys, Josh McDaniels, Zach Wilson, it's none of them. It's the most obvious. Give us your Jack in the Bum of the Week. There, there, was, some, there was really good. It's a good week. Really good week for uh, some bums. Um, but, yeah, I mean, everyone's talking about it. The Jack in the Bum of the Week specifically is Sean Payton. Um to be, to give up 70 and to feel like, you know, I'm really glad they didn't run up the score against us is just um, a mind just numbing thought. Um, but he's mostly my jack in the bum of the week, not for the not for the play, because you can make the jack in the bum of the week Vance Joseph. You can make the jack in the bum of the week Cortland Sutton, who I, every time I looked at the TV fumbled the ball. Um <laughs> You know who you can't make the Jack in the Bum of the Week this week? I'll get Russell Wilson. He was fine. He's fine. Like He was also fine last week. <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and I'm and I'm glad because like 
Just like Nathaniel Hackett, which by that's a huge reason why Sean Payton is on this thing. You said Nathaniel Hackett was the worst coaching job and hit. You know what? After I think after three weeks last year, uh, Nathaniel Hackett was two and one. Sean, he beat the 49ers. Yeah, Hackett. <laughs> it, yes, like I like. Come on, you were on. Like, someone said like you were on Fox all year, man. Like, oh, this guy, oh, I would have done this. You know, like me, I'm a, I'm a Super Bowl champion, Sean Payton. I would have done this. I done, you know who was also a Super Bowl champ? Pretty damn good. Drew Brees, Sean. Like, hmm. I've been saying this about Bill Belichick. Like, hmm, what are you actually doing, Bill? Like, your team is quite mid ever since Tom Brady left. That might be nice. Mm-hmm. Like, Sean Payton, what, what'd you do? Like, I, he gets credit for Jameis Winston. Well, Jameis Winston's still a backup like mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't turn into Geno Smith. That was Pete Carroll who gave you Russ because he saw that he was ass. <laughs> like what do you do? Like you can't give up 70. And then like last week you th- you threw Russ under the like oh he we need to get Russ needs to hear me better and call the plays quicker. We might need to put a wristband on him. Scored 33 points last week and 20 this week. Like why don't but, you have every single player on your defense wear a wristband? Like he, some I saw it say he he better do a whole lot of eyes in the press this week. I need to be better. I'll be better. I'll if I hear one player name, I don't even care if it's Corlin Sutton who ate some popcorn before the game started. Like, come on, Sean. Like, it's it's already the thing too is I noticed I was watching Coward show like Coward who's like you know Fox guy I talked to him like you know we're not like best friends but like we've had dinner and like I know like I know Sean was holding out for the Charger job he really wanted Justin Herbert but you know money talks and here comes the Walmart family for some big money like you're already here, like oh we're already here and like Sean Payton he really wanted the Charger job mm. but he only took like no Sean you took the job for like probably close to twenty million a year. Don't give up. I want 70. winners. Win the ball games. You know, like <laughs> I, they got the Bears this week in what might be just the best game of the week. <laughs> like, I I'll be. Have you seen those TikToks? Bears, I mean, you're not on social media lately, but uh, they've been doing ones that say special teams, and it shows a punt return versus special teams, and then it shows the Broncos and the and the. Bears meeting next week and like you know it's implying that maybe they were playing on a different playing field than the rest of the league they are like I it's it's like Sean again like I don't know what, what they're exactly do. do you do like <laughs> last year like I was convinced with the whole like because last year it really was Russ uh, his fault his play was bad, but I thought his just off the field stuff, like, oh, I need an office. I need my team here. Like, I need my parking. Mm-hmm. Stuff. All that crap. Like, okay, fine. You want to do that? We better win. Like, mm-hmm. if Tom Brady all these years wanted his parking space or whatever, which he didn't because he knew the 53rd guy on the team was just as important as him, like, it, then he'd get his parking space because he was good and he won. Russ, mm-hmm. like, you don't get it. Like, it, you, you weren't playing well. You're doing high knees on the plane. You're doing all this, you know, let them know shit on the sideline. Like, what are we doing, Russ? This year, I haven't really heard him talk. I haven't heard one less ride. Someone had to have told him, like, dude, cut the shit. <laughs> you know, he's been fine. He's been, like, so So my point is benching him doesn't fix anything. 
it just creates another problem. Like, I, 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 I don't like what people are saying. Like, fire Vance Joseph. I'm like, oh, after three weeks, like you hired him. Mm-hmm. That's your guy. I mean, last year, Ajiro Averro had that de- defense, you know, top five in the league heading into the final couple weeks before they got mathematically eliminated. I mean, they have tank. one of the best co- cover corners in, in, the, in the league. Um, Justin Simmons, the safety, is making a lot of money. Um, uh, so there was a play. I want to talk about this play, and then we'll get to my picks. There was a play that I saw the All-22 on Twitter. It was Devin Achain's a second big run. Achain, uh, that's had, how you pronounce his name. Yeah, did I say AK? Like, what a dick. <laughs> his second big run, he starts on the right side of the line, cuts it back left, and he's running along the left sideline. Ten guys have a chance to tackle him, and none of them, like, make the effort. They all miss. They all never put themselves in a position to tackle him. Patrick Sertan ran from the other sideline where he was covering, I believe, um, he was covering Tyreek Hill. He sprinted all the way across the field, basically ran like 70 yards to make the tackle at like the five-yard line. They have one guy on that defense trying right now. Great job, Sean Payton. Way to motivate your guys. Insane. I just, like, Sean Payton was hired to fix Russell Wilson, and I think he was hired more to fix the stuff off the field even though even than the on-the-field stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is saying a lot because the on-the-field stuff needed a complete makeover. And he's almost just as... He's, right now, he's worse than Russell Wilson at that stuff. Mm-hmm. Russ hasn't said nothing. He's not been... I haven't been hearing how many you know, babies he's kissing. All I'm hearing is Sean Payton's upset with how many babies he's kissing. Sean Payton's <laughs> upset with, you know, the play, the verbiage, like not getting in the huddle. Like... I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. Sean Payton's about... barking at reporters in yeah. every post game like, presser. He's like, what's, "What's your question?" He's like, "I'll get to my question." I was just trying to let out the historical beatdown you just took. Like, <laughs> this isn't just like, "Oh shit, we lost like forty to nothing," like the Giants week one. Yeah. Who cares? You have like double that. <laughs> Gave up seventy, and it could have been more. It really could have been. Like, if you played Madden, if you were the Miami Dolphins against. Oh, I don't know. The worst, I don't, like, the... Oh, wait, Lions. Yeah. <laughs> and you put it on rookie mode, like, it's hard to score 70. <laughs> There's just not enough time. But and again, they could, have, they, could, they could have scored more. They called off the dogs with, like, seven minutes left in the game and still scored seven more points on that long, a chain touchdown. It's like, goodness gracious me, Sean Payton... Through three weeks, by far the jack in the bum of the season, I, I really and like, he's this week's jack in the bum of the week. So I'm I'm just looking at the box scores on ESPN. Um, so they have the you know like the passing leader, rushing leader, receiving leader. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a chain the the right is the first guy listed, eighteen for two hundred three and two touchdowns. I'm like, didn't Raheem Mostert have like four touchdowns? He's not even the first guy listed. <laughs> I told you, uh, Mostert had 45.1 fantasy points. I had him in three of my leagues. It was awesome. Well, it's and he I only texted had 82 you, yards, but still he had, well, he had three touchdowns. Yeah, and he had a bunch of receiving yards, too. And I oh, said, that, yeah. I said, uh, oh, he could go for the record. I think the record for most points in a game, fantasy-wise, is Jamal Charles from like 12 years ago or whatever. He didn't even end up having the most on his own team because the like, chain had 50. Okay, I get it. Tyreek Hill could be the best receiver in the league. The other receivers that are on this box score, listen to this. 
Robbie the Chosen One, Raheem <laughs> Mostert, Braxton Berrios, A-Chain the running back, Durham Smythe, River Craycraft, and Julian Hill. Drop, you gave up 70. Drop 70. <laughs> and again, the running backs. I, I love Raheem Mostert. But like, Barry Sanders ain't on this list. <laughs> Mostert, A-Chain, and Mike White came in for a Do you know a why... A-Chain was probably like the most picked up guy in fantasy this week because he wasn't on anyone's team. (laughs) It's insane. I mean, they will be talking about that game for a long time. The last time I saw a beatdown like that was, I believe, the Patriots won 59-0 against Tennessee a few years ago. It was a snow game. I remember seeing that on Red Zone and being like, does that really say 59? Yeah, again, to give credit, Russell Wilson, 23-38 of through 306. Oh, that's the other thing. Awesome. To finish it up was bullshit to have him at the end of the game. Yes. Like there's 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 no 50. way. And I think yeah. I think Xavier Howard from Miami said it too like dude, like there's no reason other than to just make a mockery of him than to have him in the game. Unbelievable. Disrespect. You want to do it last Sean year? Payton. You want to do it last year when he's doing the high knee shit? I still don't like it, but I guess I fine. I guess fine. If 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 Nathaniel Hackett knew he was out the door, Whatever. This is week three of your first year, Sean. Absolutely. That's, that's crap. That that's I. That's, that's me. That's me saying that. And Russell Wilson has ruined my life, my football <laughs> life. And I'm like this poor guy. Like, why is he there? And to, I'd even just nuance it even more. Like, if he was out there just to take a knee, they ran a play. Mm-hmm. Down fifty. After, after they just got mercy ruled, not just turnover on downs. It's, Come sure, on. it's shaping up to be something where he may be like Nathaniel Hackett. It might be a one I'm, done. I'm dead serious. That. Like, you know what there's no salary cap on? Coaches. And who's got a shitload of money? The Walmart family. I, I wouldn't be surprised because you know those people have been successful at everything they've ever done. If those people here and are again second year in a row... A, an absolute meme on social or just a joke. Those mm-hmm. those people are not going to take. They're they're not going to want to show up to the owner meetings. And Michael Bidwell's like, hey, "What's up? Arizona's like four and four. We're like halfway decent. What the hell's going on over there, Denver? We I'm might have hired you. Jonathan Gannon, but guess what? We took the bus and we got fire in our gut, and we're four and four. And you know how much I'm paying him? Nothing. You're paying Sean Payton twenty million a year through three weeks to be a joke. Brandon Staley on the hot seat, Matt Eberflus on the hot seat, and unbelievably, that's right. Year you know what? One, you know what? Sean I, Payton. Screw my other uh, feels great baby take because uh, <laughs> I, I typed that before when I thought the Rams kind of might have made a made a <laughs> thing today. My hot take is Sean Payton might be one and done. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, first, we got to do my picks. I got to take a victory lap, man. I went four and one last week. Uh, we're nine five and one so far in 2023. So a hot start. We went 30 and 20 last year. Like this is starting to get like, hey, maybe we actually know something about football. Watch me go on five this week. Um, last week we had Detroit minus three and a half. Got there easy against Atlanta. Tennessee terrible pick. Cleveland's defense is just you know unstoppable. Miami minus six and a half. Barely got there. Uh, had 43 and a half points to spare there on that pick. Um, the Vikings. Uh, <clears throat> 
Vikings Chargers under 54 and a half. Man, we barely got there. That was not going to get there, but it did. And then Seattle took care of business against Carolina. So four and one last week. I got five more picks for you this week. I run the I ran these by you before, and I think we really like these two. Miami plus three. When I saw that it was plus three against Buffalo, I expected the line to be Buffalo one, maybe There's one. No and chance. A half. Like there, I that I don't get that. I said it earlier, I don't get that. Miami yeah, almost Miami, beat him in Buffalo with Skyler Thompson, a a, yeah. a, a a man named Skyler. Yeah, Miami's a must play there. Coming off of last week, everybody's going to be like, "Oh, letdown spot, tough game on the road in Buffalo." You're not playing Buffalo in minus six degrees. The weather will be fine. I think Josh Two Allen is going to be like, "Boy, I got to, I got to, I got to show up. I got to be like, you know, I think we're going to get, I think we're going to get week one primetime YOLO Josh Allen." Um, yeah. He's going to try to do too much to try to keep up with that Ferrari offense there in Miami. I like Miami plus three. Philly at home against Washington is only minus seven. I expected that to be like nine and a half, ten. I will take that every day of the week. Uh, Dallas minus six and a half at home against New England. You said at the beginning of the year, I was more on the maybe New England will be around 500 train. After watching that game against the Jets, I mean, that might be their only win through eight weeks. I mean, they are awful. And they're, you know, Dallas is only minus six and a half. It's a game where McCarthy and especially Dan Quinn are coaching to try to put some respect back on their name. Prescott's not going to give the ball away like he did last week. They are just going to run it all over New England. Mac Jones will score, what, three points in this game? Six? Uh, Give me Dallas. I actually have confidence in the Patriots' defense to, like, I, 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 oh. I mean, I have my thoughts about Belichick and, and their team right now, mm-hmm. but I, I, I think they'll be okay on defense. But, yeah, I mean, the Patriots are not scoring. Yeah, they might score six in this game. If they score 24, I'll take the loss. But, I mean, you got to bet on Dallas's defense uh, after last week's performance being like, we're going to reassert who we are. Kansas City minus nine at the Jets on Sunday Night Football. This is assuming Zach Wilson will start. I assume he will. They could make a move at any moment. This is like They're... NBC's just like, oh, fuck. Like, like, <laughs> like we had the Mahomes flexing starts week Valley. five. Like, I, I read that today. Flexing starts week five, so like they're stuck with this one. That you know they wanted Buffalo, Miami. They're stuck with Kansas City and the Jets. I'm going KC. That's right. We minus start flexing nine. next week. And then Seattle plus one and a half at the Giants. They're saying, you know, Giants extra rest. Barkley may be back. I don't care. That team is not good. They they took a minor miracle for them to beat Arizona. Give me Seattle plus the points on the road there. So here they are. Your you like that picks of the week for week four. We're nine five and one so far in twenty twenty three. Coming off a four and one week. Here's five more picks for you. Miami plus three at Buffalo. Philly minus seven at home against Washington. Dallas minus six and a half at home against New England. Kansas City minus nine at the Jets. And Seattle plus one and a half at the Giants on Monday Night Football. Joey, it's time for your feels great, baby. Your wildest take you feel best about. And you were going to say that the NFC West might get three playoff teams, which is insane because everybody thought the Rams would suck. But yeah, you, I mean, you got a lot of choices here. What are you going with? Uh, well, I just said it, like, literally just talked myself into it. Yeah, my original one was I think the NFC West gets three playoff teams because um, I typed that when I thought the Rams might pull off an upset today. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't feel as great about that. But I since this since the definition of Joey's uh, this this uh, feels great baby take, it says here, um, wildest take of 
uh, I feel best about. And I, and and a wild take, I, I do. I, I think I think Sean Payton is it might be one and done, might. I don't know the reason. Uh, like, does he get pushed out? Does he actually get fired? Does he, or does he quit? Yeah. Because eventually, like, because like what's kind of happening to Belichick, I think, is like if you sit on this hot dog pile of shit in Denver like long enough, people are going to be like, uh, "Are you good? Like, <laughs> was Drew Brees just like you know a Hall of Famer?" You know, I, I, I don't know. I, and I just think Sean Payton seems like the type of, I don't know. He just doesn't, you know, the, his teams have, have been under, I mean, they're not, maybe not Pete Carroll like at USC or some of these other teams. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's been some shit with the Saints. Like, oh, yeah. Like, under, under his watch. I, I don't know. I, I think. Let me, let me give you this one. Since. The 2009 NFC Championship game where there was a bounty on Brett Favre and the subsequent breaking of his ankle, you know, Sean Payton being suspended for a season along with a few members of his staff, players getting fined and suspended. The New Orleans Saints have not won the Super Bowl. They've had four heartbreaking losses in the playoffs. Sean Payton has not won a damn thing. He has not (laughs) gone back to the Super Bowl. And now he's in uh, Denver and is on the verge of being canned one year in. Maybe... There's a curse of Brett Favre. Might be. Might be. I'm just putting it out there. Like, who thought the Broncos would be this embarrassingly bad this year? You know I mean, what I was thinking? I just, this is what I was trying to talk about last week, and it looks like we might talk about with the quarterbacks here in a bit. But, like, just who gets crap and who doesn't, like, with just people's takes in general, like, it's mm-hmm. just always interesting to me. Like, like Sean Payton, like you said, hasn't done dick in like a, over a decade, and he's it's just been like thirteen deep, years. Oh, he's oh the Fox guy. Like oh, he's the savior. Here's like almost twenty million a year. Yet Mike McCarthy, who's also a Super Bowl champion with a future Hall of Fame quarterback, gets just routinely shit on. <laughs> like. Oh. And sometimes deservedly so. Like I'll be fair. Sometimes Mike, on the on your but Mike like, McCarthy point, but like he's like Dallas has been damn good last few years. There's like, only maybe Dak one team. throwing the ball to the other team. Like there's only one team in the NFL that's won twelve or more games in each of the last two seasons. Yeah, Mike it's Dallas. McCarthy's team. But he gets shit why does, on. Why? It's, we, it's we literally just said next week, like Mike McCarthy's got a coach for his reputation. It's like he won a Super Bowl. <laughs> like. And it just makes me think about, like, do players and coaches get credit? Like, if we're ready to just shit on Russell Wilson and make him be like, wow, maybe he was, like, just carried in Seattle. Like, I want to do it to coaches. Like, mm-hmm. maybe you were carried, Sean, Bill. Maybe you were carried by Tom. Mm-hmm. Like, Maybe that, these other coaches who've done it with multiple quarterbacks, like exactly. Andy Reid, are better than you. Oh, exactly. Like, Andy Andy Reid, you know, he's like, oh, he never won the Super Bowl until he got Mahomes. It's like, yeah, but he was in the NFC Championship game, like, every year. With McNabb, with yeah. uh, Jeff Garcia, with Michael Vick, with Alex Smith. Yeah, like, and you look at some of these other coaches, the way they even just talk about their quarterback, which is such a just integral part of being a head coach now. Mm-hmm. Like, you even talk about, like, like Jim Harbaugh, for the most part, has, you know, been good. Like, he came to San Francisco and was like, I love you, Alex Smith. We're going to make it work. He wasn't like, screw this guy. I'm trading for, like, a guy who's already, like, a Hall of Famer. 
like to make it <laughs> to make my job easier. Mm-hmm. Look at look at our boy Mike McDaniel. Tua was like, is this this guy's just getting just crucified for just being the guy that was picked before Justin Herbert? Well, who actually looks better right now? Literally nobody. <laughs> like Mike McDaniel said, no, Tua, man, I'm gonna make you, I'm gonna make you an absolute stud. He's like, I love you, man. He wasn't like. Now Miami did, you know. Be fair, the GM and it sounds like the owner were like, "Oh, let's get Tom Brady or like let's get Deshaun." And then they had to I never heard that out of Mike McDaniel. McDaniel. Yeah, <laughs> Mike McDaniel, like you. Well, he's like, "Oh, my my job is to make to his job super easy." And like, let's see with Matt Lafleur, like they lose Rodgers, but like Jordan Love looks competent. They are two and one. They look good. Like Sean McVay, yeah, he won with Matthew Stafford, but what did he make Jared Goff? Like Baker Mayfield was there like a day, and Baker Mayfield like had a drive <laughs> last year against the Raiders. Yeah, on Thursday night, the epic victory. You're like, oh, co- the coach is pretty good there. Like, come pretty on, pretty good. <laughs> you know, I. So maybe, on, like on... maybe Sean McVay is a hall, like just absolute Hall of Fame. Maybe Mike McDaniel goes down as one of the greatest coaches ever. But. I'll give Pete Carroll, like, Russ, there he goes, but, like, Geno Smith. Has him 2-1, and one, went to the playoffs last and year. He, and he was also, like, like, you know, big at, you know, USC and stuff. Like, I, I just, McCarthy has won at Green Bay. He's won in Dallas. Like, okay, Sean, like, this Be- is your Belichick chance was to show us until he got Tom Brady. As head yeah, and, and he's been... Bad since Brady left. I mean, I would say, I mean, your take here about Sean Payton being one and done, there's a lot of different avenues for that to come true. Like, number one, he could get fired, which I would be shocking. It would be a huge I think financial it's, it's shocking he gets fired. He could resign, which is very possible. He could say, I'm going to retire and go back into the booth, which would also not be surprising. You know, he could be forced out by a player revolt. It's clear that his style of coaching is not resonating when 10 of your 11 players on defense don't try on a breakaway run in a blowout game. Like, tire fire there. I want. I wanted to do my feels great, baby. I have not done one before because, obviously, that's Jimmy's tagline. I, why would I steal that? But I have oh, one could, that I was thinking. Oh, Jimmy had, Jimmy had a Sunday night. <laughs> Jimmy has forfeited a lot like of I, uh, Jimmy, I love you. Like, I, we, for being... Just objectively a very average player. Like, just, he was our very average player who, who who was involved in a lot of memories as a Niner fan. Watching him play for another team right now, you're just like, damn. Like, uh, I remember those days. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the second pick he had last night, he points at a receiver like, oh, yeah, I'm going to throw But then throws it, chucks it over here to, like, a defensive team meeting. And it's like, <laughs> Jimmy, what the hell was that? <laughs> and you're like, thank God I have Brock and not him. And you're like, damn, how quickly like, we but, move but again, in the NFL. Josh McDaniels, like, you just tied your boat to him. Okay. Yep. Whatever. Real take smart move. Eric's feels great, baby. Take. Yeah. I, I, I had to do this. I thought about this all day on Sunday. I have watched football since probably, I would say, 98 was the first year that I really got into the NFL. I have watched it religiously since, like, 06, 07. There have been a lot of bad quarterbacks in the NFL. Obviously, Nathan Peterman, who I only think started five or six games, comes to mind as like one of the worst we've ever seen. There have been a lot of like, I remember back in the day, there was like a Jim Drunken Miller that played for the 49ers and Bears who was just awful. There was lots of guys who came in and out of the league who were just disasters. I really do think Zach Wilson is, is right there as the worst ever 
to play in the NFL. And you know who I think is not far behind him? Especially, I mean, he's a runner, but he cannot throw the ball. Justin Fields. He threw for 99 yards in a game where they lost 41 to 10. Like, and when you see 41 to 10, you think, oh, the quarterback was down the whole game. He threw for 310, but had four picks. He threw 99 yards. And this is in the open it up Justin Fields offense, not the one from last year. They brought in a new coordinator to be like, hey, we got to open this thing up and make it easy for him. 99 yards. Zach Wilson puts up three points through 56 minutes of that game against New England at home in a must-win game if you want to have any chance of making the playoffs against a division opponent, a team you've lost against 15 times in a row, and the fans boo him from the first minute of the game until the end. They got one touchdown on a fullback dive at the one-yard line. I mean, I, I this is controversial, but I really do think the worst quarterback I have ever seen play multiple NFL seasons is Zach Wilson. Well, that's I really the thing. Think Second who's might be played, Justin Fields. Who's the worst who has, like, had a, a decent run of, like... Right, because you can't include like you guys saying, like Peterman. You keep saying, yeah, you keep saying Peterman, but, like... He plays he was, like, four bad or five and then games. done. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, got Ka- Kyle Bowler, Joey Harrington, your boy Tim Rattay. These guys were just like six to eight games. They were never like, oh, he started 41 games in the league. Like, we've seen Zach Wilson for three seasons now. Like, this guy I, is as bad as I have ever seen. I don't seen. know, like, I don't know why he's as as bad as he is. I, because <laughs> I, I did like him in the draft. Um, yeah, I don't. Now the other he can't hand, process the game. I mean, we we but know like that. I yeah, yeah no. I mean, he can't. I mean, he absolutely can't. But like, I don't know why he can't because the offense that they, I mean, I think they have decent. Like you know, I mean, maybe Nathaniel Hackett. You know, everything was just designed for. I don't know. I I thought he's got Brees Hall. He's got Dalvin Cook. He's got uh, yeah. Garrett Wilson. You know, I know the line it's sucks, not, but like, yeah, he should be better. I think Justin Fields, well, you've heard it here first. I think he sucks. I thought I... <laughs> no one's ever said that before. Like, yeah. I... Like, I... You also. We like, I don't see it coming out of the draft. I don't see it. Don't see it. Like, I don't care he's six foot four. I don't care that he runs. I don't care that his, you know, arm talents. Like, I kept hearing, oh, he's got arm talent. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Like, <laughs> to do what with his arm? Like... <laughs> Stretch it to, to like throw a, a baseball, like to do what? Like he Throwing cannot a, throw. Yeah. Cannot throw. The Chicago Bears coaching staff doesn't think, like you said, in a game that it doesn't matter. Like who cares if he goes out and throws five picks? They should turn that game into a scribbage. Like just see mm. it. What can he do? The call, call a play. Like this play is not going to work. But I want to see if Justin Fields like, like, can can see it, can maybe throw the ball somewhere else. Like he's like, hey, this call, you know, against this defense, like this guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, just just do like situational football. They didn't even give him up. They're like, no, you're not, you're not throwing the ball. And I think his comment, which was so blown out of proportion, is like a throwing the coaches under the bus. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he, like, even when I read, especially when I uh, read the vid or saw the video and the context, like I'm like, he's not really throwing. He's just explaining like. He basically, I think, outed himself. He's like, they said, like, dude, you have to stay in the pocket, like, and learn to throw the ball. And he's just like, 
Yeah, they're telling me to like stay in the pocket and throw the ball, but like I just I turn into a robot and I can't do it. <laughs> That's what you heard. I, I kind like, of heard that too. I'm like, he was like, yeah. I'm like, so you're telling me that they're coaching and telling you to stay in the pocket, which um, let me check here is in the job description. Um, <laughs> and you're just like said, yeah, man. Like I just want to run out there and like just kind of wing it, but like they're really trying to get me to like run this offense. And it turns me into a robot, and I just I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields, like, Zach Wilson, twenty both twenty twenty one draft along with your boy Trey Lance. I mean, three of the biggest like busts tra- of all people time. keep talking about Trey Lance because he'll he you got benched the fourth string or the third string, and then he got traded. Like, I don't think that highly of him, but what I've seen, I think he's better than those guys. Oh, he just he just he just was drafted by a team that's like we're not. We're not messing around, bud. Like, we're trying to win games. Like, the Jets right now are not trying to win games if they keep rolling Zach out. And the Chicago Bears are, I mean. They've lost 14 in a row, the Bears. I mean, at some point, Eberflus is going to get fired. So, that's we had a couple takes there. You said Sean Payton could be one and done. You think maybe the NFC West gets three playoff teams. I said Zach Wilson's the worst quarterback I have ever seen, and Justin Fields is not far behind. One last thing before we close out the pod. We have to talk about it. It swept the nation. It was literally the number one thing on all social media platforms last night. You can't escape it. It's like... Taylor Swift and Tra- Travis Kelsey was the number one story in the NFL yesterday. There's no way around it. I listened to the Bill Simmons podcast last night, and he made the argument, and I think he's right. Just because of them possibly dating, I think to America at large, Travis Kelsey is now probably the second most famous NFL player after Tom Brady. Like, he just has to be, right? I mean, if you're dating the most famous person in the world, and I mean... I, what a crazy story. I don't think they, they cut to her how many times during that Fox broadcast? 45 times? It was insane. I mean, he might. The thing is, it's just so weird looking at it from the lens of like a football fan. Like, of course he's popular. He's, Travis, he's a Hall of Fame type. Like, who doesn't know who he is already? <laughs> and it's like, oh, that like, you know, Taylor Swift fan who's like not watch a lick of football. Like, here's like, like I saw today, got a Bleacher Report notification. It's like his, his jersey sales went up 400%. <laughs> insane NFL shop can't keep up with demand they're all buying his jersey now I, I, I would imagine a lot of like women's size medium and small rather than their typical like, you know just, men's 3XL you know what I keep hearing like I keep thinking about, about about the whole thing it's just weird it's just weird I don't even think they're maybe they are dating I don't I just feel like well, I just kept thinking because I'm pretty sure you know Travis, um, his previous girlfriend, I think they broke up because uh, either, I don't know who who broke up with who, but the reason was that he split the bill with her everywhere, 50-50. <laughs> and I... <laughs> as Here's a, someone as who a I pro, don't have to split the bill with because she'll pay. <laughs> as, a pro, as a pro man on this podcast, I'm like, Travis, you absolute king. Like, just... You're not married. You don't owe her anything. It was like, hell yeah, Travis. And then I'm like, ah, like, you don't need the money, Travis. It's like, I mean, you go to Chili's. Are you like, let's split the, split the three for me. Um, ten ninety nine. Yeah. Like, all right, come on, Travis. What? I mean, I get it. I want him to go on a date with Taylor Swift and have, and have, a uh, him be like, so are we going splitting it, Taylor? Like we splitting it. 
<laughs> when she's like a billionaire. And he's like, so like we're 50-50? Like, how do we work this out? Like, And she'll, she'll be like, I got it. Yeah. You ever seen that movie Trainwreck? Mm-hmm. The one with LeBron in it? Yeah. Which, LeBron, I mean, like... I, I hate great. I hate that he pioneered this load management movement in the NBA, but he was absolutely fantastic. And that the scene when he's mm. at the at lunch, like going over the bill, being like playing himself is hilarious. That's what I think. It like the Taylor Swift's like, so I'm gonna pay my half. I had a salad and a water, and Travis, you had like a ribeye and uh, all this. Like yours a bit more. Um, so here's the breakdown, Travis. <laughs> and he's like, um. I just searched your name on Forbes and it came up with uh, nine zeros after it. So I think you'll be picking this one up. It's the number one story in the NFL, which is insane. Like all this stuff happened this week that was nuts. The the Dolphins hang seventy. Well, yeah, like you said, you they know. kept cutting her. Just she had she she was like at. I don't think she was agonizing every over every third down, especially because the game was like not close. But like she was every time they could. There was one she like. Like, his touchdown was like, yeah. And then, like, chest bumps this guy sitting next to her. I'm like, <laughs> like, I get you root for Travis if you are even dating. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that she's sitting next to his mom is just wild. Yeah. But you couldn't, even if, even if I was, like, dating somebody, you're like, you couldn't pay me to have that much energy on something that I clearly didn't care about. Like two weeks ago, like <laughs> that's Jamie saying it's all publicity. It's not it, real. Oh, it has, oh, I could I could have some wild takes. Like <laughs> something's happening. You know these elite people, they got some weird shit going on. But <laughs> like, does does Travis want to be in a Taylor Swift song? Like I, I don't like if they break up, he's getting a whole album. Oh yeah, and I mean he. This is probably a massive boost for his podcast too. You know, but like her, Travis Kelsey, she, did he need it? Like, like what? She has like, a what movie is the coming goal? out in like, a month. Like, you know what? What is the like, Travis? Don't you have enough money? Like, I mean, I, I'm not gonna say like don't don't get more. Like you should like get as much money as you want. But like, it seems like a lot of work for a fake relationship. And it's gonna be. I love my wife, and this shit's hard. Like. <laughs> Imagine if she was a billionaire with hundreds of millions yeah. of fans across the world. That would make it a little more challenging, I would think. Pretty wild, man. I mean, even is it is it the biggest? If it, if it is if it is it the biggest sports uh, couple ever? I mean, does yeah. it top Tom and Giselle? Oh yeah, I mean, money wise, Giselle like is Tom, right up there. Like Kelsey is like NFL, but like Tom, celebrity wise, is is still miles above. Travis yeah. individually but like Taylor Swift I mean Giselle there were some big ones back in the day that we don't talk about as much Derek Jeter and Mariah Carey was a huge one just trying to think but like nothing's A-Rod gonna top this and J-Lo yeah A-Rod and J-Lo A-Rod and Madonna yeah, A-Rod and I whoever mean, <laughs> <laughs> insert name here yeah I mean dude it's wild you can't escape is, uh, it and is Messi married or is he with anybody no childhood sweetheart oh god bless yep. him you know yeah just wholesome good man. for him Yep, not like Ronaldo, who, uh, according to Jamie, brings in a different beard every few years. So uh, we'll get into that in a different podcast, some of the theories uh, that my wife has on celebrity relationships. But we had to close with that. We had to cover the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing. Every broadcast. You mean it's not Carrie Underwood and Mike Fisher? 
No, didn't make didn't make the cut. Aaron Andrews and whoever that guy was on the Kings. Oh, Jarrett Stoll. Jarrett Stoll. Yeah. God. Yeah, didn't crack the cut, God. unfortunately. Uh, so that's it, folks. Another episode of the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast. We'll try to keep it solely on the field next week. We won't bother you with any of this celebrity stuff. It's been stuff, a cruel but... summer. I'll see myself. <laughs> Every broadcaster in America has to do at least one pun, and I'll leave a blank space here oh. at the end of the podcast for everybody. This has been another episode of the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you again next week. Uh, have a good one. I'm <laughs> sorry.